Welcome to Cursed Objects, a podcast about cultural history, politics and tats. I'm Dr. Kashati, a historian and possibly oh you might describe no. me as a broadcaster. As ever, I'm joined by my co-host Dan Hancocks. Dan, meow, you doing? Meow, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, fi- I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely perfect. Um, oh, I'm Dan Hancocks. I'm a journalist, <laughs> author, and uh, cat block diehard. Glad that glad that we've got one of you with us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've also diehard. got two cats with us actually as well, but they they seem to be curled up asleep because it's the middle of the afternoon, and you know it's a busy life. <laughs> so, Dan, the object that I've brought in today is like you know both you and I are obsessed with cats, long term cursed objects listeners will have listened to my cat, the professor, on recordings or mm-hmm. maybe heard uh, Kimchi or Lenu on one of the recordings that we've done here. Most recently, I think in the Lucy Dearlove recording that we did where, <laughs> where I think maybe Lenu came to say hello or yeah. something like that. Intrigued by the activity. Yes. Well, just wanted to be on the podcast, yeah, right? Sure. So today I just thought that we could have a little reflection and think about cats because we're both obsessed with them. But it also seems like most people I know who are like left wing are obsessed with cats. Like there is definitely like, I think a kind of left wing culture that like encompasses cats actually and cat memes more broadly. Yeah. Um, So I kind of wanted to, I was like, what object do do I bring in? So unfortunately, really sadly, earlier this year, the professor, my cat, died and it was so heartbreaking yeah. I'm still so heartbreaking R.I.P. Pro. <laughs> yeah it's a hard time yeah I really miss him but like you kind of like especially as they're getting older or whatever you look at the kind of um little I don't know like funny things or like the funny mm. things that they do when they're like older so um or like you know when he was getting really ill so the first one is <laughs> the first story is that he literally like couldn't really walk much he was like really really shaky he hadn't got long left and I was just sat there in my room and he just like got up off me, like, right, I'm getting up off you and jumped down. And then he just pissed all over the Sunday oh. Times magazine. Decent choice to be I was fair, like, yeah. I was like, if he's going to do it anyway, he's going to oh. do it on the Sunday Times. But then <laughs> another one was I was like sat there and I was working and he just like, you know, wanted to like sit on my lap. And he was like sat on my lap. And then I looked down and he jumped down and I looked down on my lap and mm. there was just this claw <laughs> on me. Whoa. And yeah, I've got it here in this little baggie so that wow. you can see it, right? That's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it's so like preserved, like perfectly preserved. Looks like apparently, a small bird's beak. I know it does. It really does. And like, apparently this is like, because I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And it's like something that happens to cats. So like, instead of like cutting their claws, 
their claws usually just grow out and grow out and grow until they fall off, basically. Oh, I've I've found some kimchi claws, claws lying yeah, around yeah. near yeah near the scratching post. Before. Yeah. So anyway, I look down and I see this claw on me, and it was just like, oh, he's just fallen to bits. He's just oh. like a little bear, like that's like like a little toy bear that's like losing an <laughs> eye and like losing an arm. Oh. I know it's really sad, but also it's just one of those moments when I was just like, this is so gross, but I'm yeah. going to keep this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would do the same, I think. Actually. So I kind of want to explore that sentimentality, I think, mm. that we have with animals. Like, why do we let them into yeah. our lives? Like, because isn't there something so inherently strange about sharing your home and your resources with like a little yeah. furry dude who just like hangs out in your house. Yeah. Like, like, what does it show us? Is it like mm. an atomization of our culture, but also a kind of, I don't know, a moving away from like nature so to mm. the extent where instead of like actually engaging with nature, we own animals that then become our companions. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like what's going on there psychologically, but also I think what's going on there like, um, in terms of our own projection of our own yeah. like cultures onto these animals. There's so many interesting issues here, aren't there? And some of them like dovetail with our first ever episode about houseplants, about sort of bringing nature into the indoors as we sort of become more and more detached from yeah. our, sort of, you know, the, the lives that we used to live that were more integrated with the natural world, perhaps. Um, but yeah, we'll also be talking about whether cats are left wing, um, <laughs> whether they're socialist, whether... They are. Whether, <laughs> Okay, episode finished. Um, Every it, single one of our episodes can be over so easily. It's like, yes. <laughs> yes or no, yes, yeah. yes. The answer yeah. this week is yes. Tune in next time for more Cursed Objects. Um, but yeah, I think we want to sort of contemplate exactly some of the strangeness of it that we don't normally question about these relationships mm. and, and the yeah a lot of anthropomorphization mm. a lot of projecting mm. uh, I do that all the time I'm always like my kimchi's in a good mood or whatever and Aww. you know you can tell up to a point I think but um but I'm obsessed with cat psychology I've got several books on cat psychology I didn't really ever I didn't have animals I didn't have pets growing up like my dad's uh allergic to cats which is helpful when he comes around and my mum doesn't like dogs. And that rules out the two main food groups, doesn't it? <laughs> Basically, neither me or my sister were ever particularly keen to have a fish or a guinea pig, I don't think. So so I've only A had... guinea pig's left wing? Yeah. A fish left wing? Not sure. Is it guinea pigs that only live for about two or three years or something? I'm not sure. It's hard to kind of form a collective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes long-term organising really tricky, doesn't it? How do you start a union? <laughs> You've only got a couple of years. You're trying to build sort of a, you know, a macro sort of economic project. I know, it's impossible. <laughs> it must be tricky for really, the, for the really communist guinea pigs out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What's going out to all the uh, communist guinea pig comrades out there? Having to like pass on their sort of strategies and practices and very quickly. <laughs> Great um, archivist though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing archives, those yeah. guinea pigs. Yeah, as you can tell, this is going to be a slightly sillier episode. <laughs> um, despite, despite the conversation starting with cat death. Yeah, oh yeah, R.O.P. Prof. But yeah. I think we feel we've earned this after doing an episode about Guantanamo Bay, which uh, you can check out on our, on our Patreon. We do do serious issues as well, just, yes. just not this week. Just not this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, something you were saying there, Kasia, about, um, about the sort of the strangeness of sort of noticing, mm. you know, sort of almost taking a step back from your life and going, wow, there's there's an animal in the house. These are some of the most ruthless killers in yeah. nature, yeah. as the scars on my hands testify yeah. from uh, times when I've just got a little bit too uh, close with the stroking yeah. um, and the scritching. So, because um, um, actually I did some research on this, very, very brief cursory research, 
Because I was thinking about cats and biodiversity, and obviously, as you do, and apparently worldwide, domestic cats have been implicated in the extinction of at least two reptile species, 21 mammal species, and 40 (laughs) bird species, (laughs) i.e. 26% of all known contemporary extinctions. That's amazing. I'm aware there's a lot of discourse online that I refuse to get involved in about indoor or outdoor cats. Um, That You know, I think basically on on Twitter, if you say that you have indoor cats, then suddenly three million people who have outdoor cats will scream at you and vice versa. Uh, And there's sort of a lot of moral judgment going on there. Um, But yeah, you know, there is an argument that if you live in a city, that that one one case you can make for, Mm. for it being you know, preferable to keep your cats inside is that they, they don't they don't maul the maul, local wildlife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I for me, it's a moot point. I live on the first floor. My cats uh, have to be indoor cats. Um, if I if they got out onto the balcony, they would be able to jump down, I think, safely, mm. but then they wouldn't be able to get in through the entry phone system, I don't think. I, I've decided <laughs> the fancy that they would, like, stand on each other's shoulders and sort of press the press the buzzer but how can I, they be so ruthless if they can't even work a buzzer <laughs> i just don't buy it i don't bit, i think this is <laughs> honestly i think this is a myth spread by big bird <laughs> okay sure do in order to protect themselves big bird from ag- sesame street yes. against the against the natural enemy <laughs> the domestic cat um yeah the i wonder i wonder how old the sort of idea that cats are, are left wing or indeed right wing goes back but um I started this morning, I, I, um, I thought the first thing I needed to do was speak to friend of the pod, Hugh Lemmy, who was an amazing guest on our episode, Gay Flags and Lavender Scares. Hugh, Hugh Lemmy presents the Bad Gays podcast. And I asked him um, to remind me uh, about something which was, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I was cat block till I die. Cat block and dog block were these, it was this brief bit of sort of internet discourse that I think came from the Solidarity Federation, the libertarian communist group. And they sort of divided, they were badges basically. Um, so you could get a cat block or a dog block badge. I think there were maybe the odd banners, uh, the odd banners made that were, that were taken on protests and stuff. It was merely about a, a bit of silly, lighthearted identification with your favorite animal. So Hugh has a dog block tattoo, it turns out, <laughs> which is incredible. Like, it's basically just that, you know, it's expressing your love broadly for, for, for dogs. I but thought in, that Hugh had a cat. Hugh does have a cat, and I asked him about this. I said, how does Fauno, which is the name of his cat, feel about the fact that you have a dog block tattoo? And I think he said, well, you can't read it because he's Greek, not English. He speaks Greek. <laughs> um which, you know, was an answer every bit as serious as I deserved in the circumstances. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Kasia here. Thanks so much for listening to this little mini clip of Cursed Objects. If you want the full episode, please subscribe to our Patreon. You'll have access to loads of our other episodes and also some little stickers. We really appreciate it. It just helps us to keep going and also to buy more little treats for our little feline friends. Thanks.